right, E. We. We. Are. Live, brother. That's so hard. Now you call that other nigga your baby daddy. Wet works. Come on. My estimated net worth. Yeah. Is enough to make your chest hurt. Oh, come on, Gino. Come on. Gino. Gino. Good morning, Chicago and the rest of the world. Welcome to the Money Sex Gen X podcast. I am your host with the most, the man with the plan. The Scotty Pippin of Podcast Pimpin. Indeed. There he this is. is. Eric McLeod, and I am joined by. It's early. It's early. No problem. No problem. Joined by the, the Titan of Team Tech, music <laughs> mobile in the making. Indeed. The Rashid Wallace of Podcast Knowledge. Cause you never know what he's gonna do. My co-host, my brother, the homie, yeah. Big Stu. Yeah. Yeah. Bo, 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 bo. Big What's Stu, up, you're man? killing them today with that ensemble, brother. You are killing them. That's what you do to people. You make people step their game up, bro. You oh. make people step their game up, man. Love now, it. I love it. Man, and and, and, and and I'm tripping on how we compliment the color coordinations today, man. That's wild business. True indeed. Man, that hat is ill. <laughs> love it. I love That's it. Great way, it, brother. No question. Great way to start off the show today. Love it. love it. As we always do, I want to ask you real quick, brother, as we dive into season. And let me make sure I get this right. Stop me if I'm wrong, brother. This is season three. Yeah. Episode four. Wow. Why are you a bad parent? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And I want to on this episode. So last week we shouted out um, France and Germany. This week I want to shout out Jersey, New Jersey mm-hmm. and Brooklyn. Mm. Man, Jersey. they are downloading those audio episodes like crazy. So shout out to the East Coast as always, but specifically this week, shout out to uh, Jersey and shout out to Beacons. So yeah, we're here this week. We're talking about the subject of, we're going to dive into this in a minute. We got some special guests today, very different from our guests in the past. So we're looking forward to talking to them. We'll intro them. But before we do that, Stu, I want to do our segment of uh, What's on your radar? So was there anything that was on your radar last week that's significant? 
you know, I think we talked about it. Uh, I don't know. Did we talk about it? But that it was GameStop, man. It was the stock market, man. It was the the, the that was on my radar this past week. How to how the generations divided. Um, it looked like um, looked like the youngins got upset with the with the oldins mm-hmm. and 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 took them to the bank. That's yeah. what it looks like. That one was on my radar, man. That was the, yeah, that was it for me. And and then uh, of course, leading into the other, only other thing that's been on my week outside of that is that tomorrow is my birthday. Yes, it is, man. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Thing. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm stepping into a new decade. Yeah, no question. You know, how does that feel? It feels great. It feels great. And we could, that's a whole episode in itself. But, you know, of course, you measure where you are with where you thought you'd be at a certain point or where you'd like to be. And, you know, there's still more work for me to do. But uh, nevertheless, man, let me tell you one thing I'm not short of. I'm not short of love from my people. Indeed. Indeed. So that alone is more than enough. I'm good, brother absolutely good so it feels great man feels great i can't wait i'm a, I'm a little bit behind you so I'm, I'm gonna be watching how you handle things so i can use your example as always but yeah that's good to hear that you feel good about that yeah yeah i thought i was gonna i was planning to be in cabo this mm-hmm. for this weekend okay and of course i'm not in cabo yeah but that's okay i'll make it up because my lady has a big birthday coming up this year. And uh, the, the the talk is that we'll be in Cabo or Mexico or something this fall for, okay. for her birthday. Nice. So, well, all year I'm celebrating half a century all year. That's what's up. This is my century year. That is what's half up. a century year. So yeah, yeah. that's what's up. What has been on the radar for you? Yeah, man. And, Honestly, I have been thinking about the fact that you're about to turn the big uh, 5-0, you know what I mean? It's significant for me, too. Just we met each other last year. We've been vibing out, just doing a lot of different projects. So that's definitely been on my mind. And it makes me feel great to know that that's something that you feel good about. And, yeah, I've been I was checking in on the stock market last week, you know, in the last couple of weeks, a lot of crazy stuff going on. I know I had posted on Facebook this quote. Something to the effect of if you don't follow the stock market, you're missing some amazing drama. Yeah. And, and man, the stock market did not disappoint last week. We saw the power of and I'm going to just touch on this real quick. We saw the power of the retail investor. You know, yeah. we always feel like the hedge funds and all these big these big conglomerate people have all the power. But Reddit users showed and proved how much power. The retail investor has. And, and yeah, that impacted GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, and a couple of other companies. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you get in on any of it? Absolutely. Yes, I did. Absolutely. Wow. And, um, Congratulations. Yeah, I'm always trying to get in before things get get uh overinflated. So yeah. yeah, I got in. I definitely got in. Good for you, brother. Yeah, man. So I, yeah, that was that. And then I think people are watching crypto. Um, I got introduced to Dogecoin, if I'm pronouncing that right. Dogecoin. So I'm definitely got in on that as well. And um, we're going to see how that does. And 
if you're out there, I'm not giving any financial advice. We don't do that on the show. But keep your eye on that because the Reddit users, the Reddit users on, you know, it's a social media platform. They're doing the same thing with Dogecoin that they did with GameStop. GameStop. They're trying to. So, yeah, I want to keep an eye on that. Now, and if I will just say, although we are not giving any advice on what to invest in or any of that, but I will say this, if you do invest just, you know, well, let me not even say that. I know my strategy, E, it, I'm not a day trader. I don't do options trading per se, but, uh, you know, I hold on. So I'm, a, I'm the buy and hold guy. I'm a slow and steady wins the race guy. That's, that's, that's what works for me. Okay. Yeah. And I'm the buy at a discount and hold guy. Buy low, hold. Yeah, you know they got the buy low and, and sell high, but I do the buy low and hold. Buy low and hold. Yeah, so I know everybody got their strategies out there. Last comment on that, I was encouraged because I noticed a lot more black men are in the markets. I saw a couple of videos that Dr. Boyce did. He had some brothers on there having conversations. That made me really feel good. And and they're not just trading. They you know they're very knowledgeable about what's going on. So big up to all the brothers that are out there trading. Anybody that's out there trading, but definitely the brothers that's out there holding it down and taking advantage of of these wealth transfers. Yeah, man. A lot of millionaires were made this week. Yes, new millionaires were made this week. Absolutely, and that's a good thing. I'm I'm here for that. No doubt. Same here. All right. So, yeah, that was interesting week. So we have this topic this week. Are you a bad parent? As always, we got some actual factuals that I want to start off with. But Big Stu, I think you had a couple of things that you wanted the viewers to be aware of. Yeah. So I do want to know one of the things. Well, first off, I want people to know like this, um, like this, share this, subscribe to our channel when you see this on youtube like and share this show so i just you know hey absolutely like and share this show the other thing that i wanted to uh ask the viewers hey put us put in the chat tell us where are you watching from if you're listening to this at a later time other than live send us an email or something let us know where you're listening from right uh so please let us know where you're watching from let us know where you're listening from. And I also want to remind people of this last one here, Eric, you know, what will make this far more engaging than it already is. And it's fun and engaging. Uh, ask us anything. You can ask us anything and we'll decide if we want to answer it. But please feel free to ask us anything. So that's all I wanted to uh, make sure that you like and follow and Oh, also, I cannot do this without, I have to remind folks, we have merch. Yes. We have merch. Yep. Please go to our store, moneysexgenxpodcast.com. There's a link in the chat. We have hoodies for the ladies in all different flavors. We have, of course, our mugs are with the. What do you call that inside? What do you call that color on the inside? We got the mugs with the red piping. Piping, the red piping. Yeah. We, even, we added mugs with black piping as well. Yes. Um, of course, I, I I really like that. This is this is sexy to me. I I really like this. So oh, 
you know, fellas, grab this for your, your significant other, for sure. you know, wh whomever that may be. And of course, we got the classic. Now, I did learn uh, this is uh, about to be discontinued. This style is about to be discontinued. And so you better go ahead and grab it now and then you'll have a vintage classic. So we do have merch. And so that's that's what I wanted to remind the people of you. I bet. We, I got to grab that baseball tee for sure. I want to shout out my friend, Rosalind Alexis. She has been interested in the show for a while. She, you know, she had a little bit of trouble finding it the last couple of times, but she made it. From the A. Yeah. So she she's actually from New York, where she's living out in, you know, in that area right now. OK. Uh, she's from the BX. But, yeah, thank you for joining. And it's great to have you. Great to have you. All right. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So why are you a bad parent? So, Stu, I approached the actual factuals a little bit different this week. I didn't necessarily do statistics, but what I did do is, and I never really thought about this, but it's an obvious thing. So as I was doing research for the show, I learned that, that people are typically categorized in four major categories in terms of what type of parent they are. Okay, okay. You ever heard anything about that? These four major categories? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. So I'm going to read them out real quick. Basically, the four styles of parents. So number one is the authoritarian. Okay. The authoritarian, for what I'm reading, is they focus more on obedience mm. and punishment. Mm. That's their mm. style. That's their parenting style. Okay? Wow. Number two, we got the authoritative. Okay. The authoritative parent, from what I'm researching, they have a positive relationship with the child, but they also are into enforcing rules. Okay. Right. So I guess they're a little bit cooler, but you still got to follow the rules. Right. All right. Number three is the permissive parent. Um, the permissive parent, they have rules, but they don't necessarily enforce them. Right. So, you know, they, you know, yeah, you can't do this. But then the kid and the child ends up doing it anyway. And then number four is the uninvolved mm. parent. Mm. Right. And I think we all are aware of this parent. This is the parent. You know, they definitely are the parent, but they're not really involved in the day to day or the sort of the, you know, kind of get a sense of what's going on with the child and you know, kind of checking in on the child. Wow. Did Those you, are the four. Did you know that? I didn't Already? know. I never really thought about those. I never really thought about parenting in that way. No. Okay. Okay. Wow. The authoritarian, the authoritative, the permissive, mm -hmm. and the uninvolved. Uninvolved. Yeah. So... When we think about this topic of why are you a bad parent, the first thing I thought of is I wonder which categories people who are pegged as bad parents. I mean, I would imagine they would fall into the uninvolved category. OK, but I could see how the authoritarian might possibly be pegged as also a bad parent if they're into the obedience and punishment. And, and I think when, when we use the word punishment, I don't think it's necessarily intended to mean that they're abusing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just more of like if they tell you you can't watch your phone, for example, and they catch you watching the phone, then now we have to have a punishment. You know, you have to be on 
punishment for a week or whatever it is. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Wow. Well, what is your parenting style? Which one are you? I consider myself the authoritative. And give us that definition again for those who are just joining in or what is that? The authoritative is what? The authoritative is the person that is trying to have maintain a positive relationship with the child while enforcing rules. Okay. Now, I do slip at times into the permissive. You know, we all get busy or we're just tired. And it's like, yo, I told you don't do X, Y, Z, but you just let them go ahead at times. I slip into that at times. What do do you have a right answer? Like, which one is the parenting style to what's the best or right parenting style? Do you have that answer? I don't really know. I, you know, I, and I want to ask you this as well. Like, I feel like it depends on what type of child you have. Because I can see where if you're permissive with some children that are pretty sort of um, responsible, quote unquote, you uh-huh. may not have to keep enforcing a bunch of rules all the time. But, you know, and then you might have a child where you need to be having these ongoing punishments, quote unquote, you know, because that's just the type of child they are. So I think it varies. What do you think? I think it has just a lot to do with how I was parented. Mm. How I was parented. What type of parents did I have? Okay. My dad was a strict disciplinarian. Okay. So he was an authoritarian. He was an authoritarian. He's a okay. mili- he was a military guy. Okay. You know, authoritarian. But he also I also saw him laughing and having fun and he had jokes. Okay. He had lots of jokes. He's great sense of humor. My mom was I guess she would be more well, she, she, what, what did you, authoritative? Yeah, the authoritative is a positive relationship, but still has rules they try to. Yeah, yeah, that's my mom, authoritative. So yeah. I, I'm a combination of both, but I also think I'm sometimes uninvolved and permissive. Wow. Okay. That's true. No. That's honest. That's candid. That's what yeah. we do on this show. We keep it a buck. Real. We yeah. keep it a buck. We keep real. it real yeah. at all times. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I don't know if I, I I would say I'm uninvolved, but, you know, the children may have a different point of view, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. I, so I do want to, I'm thinking now as you shared what your parents' style was. So my father was absolutely, he was on that authoritarian tip. Yeah, man. For sure. He was ex-military and he was like, yo, this is the rules and regulations. This is what it is. And, you know, there were clear punishments handed out. Yeah. Now, he wasn't he was working quite often. So my mother was the one who was there most of the time. So her style slid between authoritative and a little permissive at times. Yeah. Okay. You know, so that was her style. So I think I'm a I'm a mixture of her as well. I'm authoritative. Now, I want to I also want to clarify. I don't want people thinking I'm saying I'm uninvolved, meaning. I ain't involved with my kids. That's not the definition of uninvolved. Can you give that definition of uninvolved again? Yeah, the uninvolved from what we research is little guidance, little guidance, nurturing or attention. 
So it's not like you're not doing it at all. It's just not a lot. From what uh, I'm I, I think, yeah, my, my kids may, because I, I know my number one complaint from my kids is that I'm always lecturing. So I, I'm clear that I'm always giving guidance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always giving guidance. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. now I guess I know what type of parent I am. It's in terms you're, authori- of- you're authoritative. Authoritative, sometimes permissive. Yeah, I'm and a, you're. Which one did you say you were? Well, I, I did say I'm a. I said I'm a mixture of them, of them all. I'm. Uh, I would say I'm probably leading with. Uh, man, I'm probably in my. If I'm being honest, I'm. I'm, I'm permissive. I'm uh, uninvolved, uh, but authoritative. Okay. But I, 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 I'm author, authoritarian is that discipline. See, I, I got this thing called the countdown. I do this countdown, bro. And all my kids know when I hit, when I, when I, when I go five, four, they straighten up. Okay. Three, two. You know, but something, you know, my little man teach, you know, my, my, my 15, 16 month old, he, he wait until I get to the one. But when I, when I get to one, most of the time he's, correcting actions brother you know what time it is yeah so i i you know permissive um uninvolved authoritative i think permissive uninvolved yeah i'm in there man i'm in there i'm real laid back okay get away with a lot now i have been accused in certain moments (laughs) of being authoritarian oh I could see that though. I, I would expect that, man. Like, bro, what is you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I'll say this though. I feel like I'm, like you said, I'm pretty laid back. When it gets to that point, it's because I've said this thing to you so many times. Yeah, yeah. And so, Dad has lost his patience at that point, you know. But sometimes children don't remember the hundred other times that you asked them to do a thing, right? Absolutely, right. So you know you might get you might get accused of authoritarian a couple of times you know. Hey, that's that's what men men. Hey, you know we're the you know, when it comes to good cop bad cop. I think many of us many of us maybe not all of us we, you know we get to play the bad cop. I think sometimes I get caught up playing the good cop sometimes too though. No doubt. Interesting. No doubt. This is going to be an interesting conversation. It is. And I really want people out there who may not have children yet, especially to start thinking about what your parenting style will be. I mean, that's not really so-called what this conversation is about per se, mm-hmm. but it comes into play, you know, which which is your style going to be? Are you going to be authoritative, permissive, you know, uninvolved? I don't think anybody would say they're going to be uninvolved, but like the first two, I think, probably a lot of people would sort of know, hey, now nah, I'm going to be authoritarian or I'm going to be a you know, authoritative. So yeah, think about that. And, I and ask yourself, that. am I going to shift that based on what type of child that I have, or am I going to just be straight this one style regardless? Yeah, I'd like to hear from the people that are listening. What's your parenting style? Is it authoritative, authoritarian, permissive, or uninvolved based no on, based on uh, the conversation that we had? And I'd also like to know anybody that's out there listening, how were you parented? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was the style of your parents? Wow. Uh, and did you like that style? Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what's up, man. Um, 
So hey man, it's um it's almost time for us to dig into it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we have some special guests today. Uh Big Stu and I actually decided to bring on our sons. So we got Trent Stewart and we have Eric, can you join us, sir? We got little Eric, my son, and we thought it was important. I was on a conference call with uh, Big Stu one time about something that had nothing to do with this, but, well, maybe it kind of did, but we were talking about education. And um, Stu made the comment that whenever dealing with education, you want to make sure that you get the point of view of the children, of the youth. Yeah. And so I thought back to that at the beginning of this episode, and I wanted to see if we could bring our sons on this show. Okay. Okay. So can you see Eric? He's got. He's got to get. He's got to get up on your shoulder. He's got to get up on your shoulder, man. He got to get. He got to be touching you, man. He got to get close. There we go. He's in there. All right. He's in there. Let me. Let me make sure. Let me make sure I got a proper. There we go. There we go. We gotta make sure you get a proper setup. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Everybody's here. So, so Trent, how you doing this morning? Oh, oh, oh. I'm doing good. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, I can. We can hear you. We can hear you. Little Stu. Little Stu. That's what he'd like to be called, man. I my pops was Big Stu. I was Little Stu. Till I became Big Stu. And so he's taking that on as well. That's that's little Stu. That's what he that's what he go by. Okay. Yeah. So this is little Eric. I don't know if he likes to be called little Eric. Do you like to be called that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. So what I'm going to ask you and and Trent, I have been talking to your dad for a while about you and little Eric meeting. Maybe we'll set something up offline one day. But I thought that you all should meet because from what I've heard, you all have similar interests. You're both extremely intelligent and inquisitive. And I just thought y'all would make a good, y'all might end up being business partners like me and your father. So I wanted you all to meet, but for today, we're going to meet on here. So could you introduce yourself to the people, Trent, Little Stu? Uh, my name is Trent Stewart. Um, what should I say? Um, I'm 12 <laughs> years old. Um, what grade are you in? I'm in sixth grade. And... What do you do for fun? What do you like to do in your spare time or your favorite sport or something? Uh, my favorite sport is basketball. Uh, I like to play video games in my spare times. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. And little Eric, can you introduce yourself to the people? Uh, mine is pretty much like his. Um, speak up. Speak oh, up. Mine is pretty much like his. I'm 12. I'm in seventh grade. And I like to play basketball. And I like to play video games. Okay. And I think you also, and hopefully you don't mind me bringing this up, I think you have a YouTube channel that you're working on. Oh, yeah. I like to promote my YouTube channel, um, that puffy, that one puffy hair kid. What's the name of it again? That one puffy hair kid. That one puffy hair kid is, is Eric's YouTube channel. So go check wow. him out. I hope he, he still has some, some content up. You know what I mean? Or something on the way again. He has something that had a little buzz going. So, you know, we'll see. But uh, but anyway, yeah, thank you all for introducing yourselves. So we got this topic today. Why are you a bad parent? Now, I know most children, most youth, I'll call you all young men, 
are watching things on an ongoing basis, whether it be on your iPad, on the television, this, that, and the third. You're watching a lot of TV shows. Let's start there. From the TV shows that you've watched, and you all can just jump in, what have you seen displayed as the characteristics of a bad parent? What's a bad parent look like on TV? Uh, I'd say like, look at the camera. Uh, I'd say parents that are like addicted to something, um, that addiction makes them go away from their kids or something. And they don't spend a lot of time on their kids when they force like their ex-wife or something to focus on the kids because they can't, I feel like that leaves a, uh, not a positive impact. Okay. Yeah. They may like disrespect their kids and maybe like hit them sometimes and, you know, not treat them well. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen all of that on TV too. Yeah. What about you, Big Stu? Bad parents. What's bad parent look like on TV? On TV, bad parents. So I have to be careful with this because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want anybody to feel judged, but you know, I think of uh, to me on what I see on TV, a bad parent is somebody who overexposes their children to adult, more adult behaviors, mm. overexpose them like way too early to certain things. Right. So, you know, for me, I, and I, I don't mind being I'm going to be, you know, very, very transparent. I have a filthy mouth and I don't censor for my children. Right. So that may be, but you know, that may be bad parenting by some people's standards. Right. And I think I see it on TV when it's just like turning that conversation on to your children, like talking, cursing, cursing your kids. Yeah. Something that's like, I think that's bad parenting. I agree with that. Yeah. When I when I first asked Eric if he would be on the show, and I really wasn't sure you would come on, honestly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think Trent I I didn't think Trent was gonna come on. I didn't I was surprised. Yeah, you know, Big Stu and I were both surpri- pleasantly surprised that you all wanted to come on. But as soon as I asked Eric if he wanted to come on the show, the first thing he did was ask me, what did I consider a bad parent? Whoa. Did do you remember what my answer was? Yeah. Talk to the camera. Um he he didn't really have an answer. He said that he was trying to do more research on the subject. Yeah. Uh, so so let me. I think let's let's try. I don't know what the style was here today, Eric. Big Eric, but maybe you know you direct some questions towards Little Stu, and I direct some questions towards Little Eric. I like that. I like that. <laughs> hey, there'd be a little more candid. I put a Trent. Trent is in the house with me. But I gave him his own space. You know, I wanted him to feel comfortable, you know, in his own, in his own. But little Eric, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a very, 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 very important question. (laughs) I already know what it is. (laughs) I already know. Is your dad a bad dad? No. What makes him not a bad dad? Uh, I feel like he's always really there and 
pretty open, so I could have, like, conversations with him whenever I want. And I feel like in bad situations, he doesn't really go straight to yelling. He talks it out first, and then we talk about how we can improve and do stuff like that. Most bad parents would just go straight to yelling and punishment and stuff like that, but he doesn't really do stuff like that. Oh, okay. All I right. like this guy. I like this guy. He's cool. <laughs> so, little Stu, I'm going to ask the same question a little bit different, though. I know your dad is not a bad dad. I'm just going to jump straight into the what are the things that you appreciate the most about your father? Whoa. Uh, I like that. Like, he teaches me things and he tries to expose me to the real world and tell me things that will happen. And, like, he'll try to, like, you know, make me turn into a man as quick as possible and try to help me save money and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my no God. Question. No oh, question. Wow. I love that. I was not expecting that from him, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, that, look, that's look, a great compliment to pay. Man, man, got me blinking fast, man. Look, yeah. You got me blinking fast. So Trent is very clear about the fact that you're trying to guide him towards manhood. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. We we have some uh we have very candid, mature, real conversations. Yeah. No I'm not I'm not overexposing him to stuff, but I'm exposing him to 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 stuff right now that he should be exposed to at 12 about to be 13 this year. And um I'm holding him accountable. And 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 it's not always sweet, right, little Stu? Sometimes we have some we have some debates, we have yeah. some conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Now, one follow up question because I'm a similar parent to your dad, from what I'm hearing. I do a lot of teaching, and I want to ask you: at times, do you get tired of the teaching that's being given to you from your father? Yeah, sometimes he just. He goes too extra on it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Okay, okay. I appreciate that honesty, bro. I, I've heard it. I've heard that before. Eric, little Eric. Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like sometimes his opinions <laughs> on the subject seem like kind of like uh, devil's advocate, kind of trying to like see a different point of view. But sometimes it's like. <laughs> sometimes it's uh i don't know weird like we were talking about kanye west or something and i was talking about how kanye west is crazy and all that and then um he was talking about um the other side of kanye west where he's a businessman and a billionaire and all that but but sometimes that's helpful yeah. like you get to see a different kind of perspective now I want to I want to follow up that question with another question because I I ask my son this all the time and uh I wonder if I honestly get a real answer. What do you expect from your dad? Like what kind of dad do you expect your dad to be? Uh like an open person. Like and, and like that's enough for you just to be open open-minded like yeah. please elaborate. Like, I feel like, yeah, I expect to be, like, an opal, um, predictable and stable person. 
because sometimes when you have dads that are just like unpredictable and stuff, it's kind of hard to have a conversation. Oh, it's kind of hard to have a conversation or relate to them. But I can really relate to him, which is nice. Yeah. Appreciate that. Open, open. This is cool because you don't necessarily hear this type of feedback from your children on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, it's obviously it's good when somebody's saying great things about you, but it also is just sort of refreshing to actually hear these things. Yeah, but I also I'm I'm skeptical in moments like this too because I I'm always talking to Trent about being honest, being honest, right? And so it is easy in moments like this to say good things right but i'm the good things are good but i'm i'm the type of person i'm always looking to improve and be better so i'm need some criticisms i want to focus on some of the criticisms so i can improve you know what could we as what could dads do what would you say to dads to be better dads and i'm not i know this is about parents but i'm specifically talking about dads what advice would you give to dads to be better dads let's shoot this one a little stoop uh i would say to like be as honest to your kid as possible like even if it's not good just like don't like lie to them and try to make them feel good you know so don't lie just to make them feel good tell them the truth Mm -hmm. even if it hurts is what you're saying yeah always be do you feel like i do that with you yeah yeah, because sometimes that truth be hurting, don't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One to grow on. Little yeah. Eric, you got any opinion about it? Uh, I'd say um, to always like, oh, to always appreciate um, like your children's uh, accomplishments and never focus on like the negative and stuff like that. And uh, I say that. Mm, to always try to get your kid to, I don't know how to say it. Well, always trying to make the best for your kid, like um, if they grow up and stuff, so they, they're well-minded around and make sure they have um, just a good life after they grow up. Okay. Wow. Now, Stu, I'm going to say this about my children. So I've got, I have two um, they're not the type to pretend. Mm. They're like their father. Like if he has something, he would, he would, he would definitely do it. If his sister was on here, they would definitely. <laughs> and he's laughing because he know, like we she don't do it pretending at all. So I, I really do want to say that. I I remember times. Remember that time we were in D.C. and we were walking around, and me and your sister were arguing about which country was better, France or Thailand. And we were, we were getting it in. Like, you would have thought, you know, if it wasn't my child, we were like coming to blows or something. Oh, it was wow. very, we have those types of debates in our family. Like, we go hard. Like, if, because everybody's very opinionated and they, they'll stand on whatever they believe something, you know, is. So I remember that for some reason as we were talking, just that particular moment in D.C. when me and Asia were, were doing that. Yeah, so, that went on for a while. <laughs> yeah, it went on for a while because he was kind of looking like, yo, y'all serious? Like, right, right, right. Or me going to the pool or something. <laughs> so which country, which country is better? 
Yo, I'm, I told her, and I'm going to stand on this, I felt like Thailand was way better than Paris. We were talking about specifically Bangkok versus Paris. And I felt like Thai, you know, Bangkok is definitely, and if she's watching this, she probably jumped in the comments, but <laughs> Paris was trash to me, you know. Wow. Say that. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Okay. So we did that. We did that. I um. I, I, no, I, oh, no, please. Okay. No, you got. It. You got. It. I had put. I made a post um yesterday or something about this conversation, and I was saying that it's this conversation is going to be about parenting, uh, our sons, parenting our daughters, co-parenting, and parenting our sons and parenting while black. So I want to ask, I'm going to start with little Eric. Do you, what, what do you feel any pressure um, to like, how do you, how are you, this is the question. How are you approaching becoming a man? Um, I feel like there's a lot of responsibilities. Like, I, it kind of scares me sometimes because there's a lot of res- responsibilities like paying taxes. Um, you have to make sure you come to your job every day, your nine to five, and do the work every time. Um, you have to make sure you have to you have a stable income, and then sometimes when you get older, you have to take care of your kids. So it kind of scares me sometimes, but I feel like I'm trying to work towards getting um, comfortable with that fact. Yeah. I want to ask you the same question, little Stu. I think, like, what I want to do is, like, mature faster. So, like, I know what to do when that time comes, when I have to get a job or have kids and have to, like, pay all that stuff off. So just, like, try to do it now so I don't have to worry about it less when I get older. Great answer. Great answer. If you are just turning, tuning in this week, you are rocking with the money sex Gen X podcast mm-hmm. season three. Mm-hmm. We're talking about why are you a bad parent? I do mm-hmm. want to jump in these comments real quick. What's up to Mike Tyler? I haven't seen you in a, re- a while, brother. It's great to have you back. Uh, yep. He says he's authoritative parent. Mm-hmm. He also says honesty is key. Mm-hmm. Betty Nelson says handsome sons. Definitely appreciate that comment. Yep. And yeah, we're just really chopping it up. We're getting some insight from these young black men about parenting, their experiences with being parented, and as they've alluded to, being parents in the future. Mm. Mm. So I want to throw out something. So we're talking about parenting. What if somebody asked you all, what is the opposite of parenting? Mm. We're talking about what parenting is, but what is the opposite of parenting? No right answers. Yeah, yeah, I'm, glad no right answer. I'm glad that you all are thinking. But yeah. what's the opposite yeah. of being a parent? Being a non-parent? And what is that? That's a, that's a very <laughs> literal answer. I love Absolutely. That. So what, let's talk a little bit more about that. I love that. So what is a non-parent? What, does well, that what does that look like? Describe a non-parent. Like, like someone who doesn't have kids yet? Okay. I like that. That's true. That's true. That's what, right. if, what would a non-parent be? Like, how would you describe me or, you know, how would you describe me 
if I was your dad, as your dad, as a non-parent? Oh, like, like you wouldn't be there for your kids. Yeah, like what? Like, what does that look like? You just, like, like not taking care of them and not, like, seeing them? Mm. Okay. Because me and you, let, let, let's tap into that for a second. You and I, Trent, when the first, when the pandemic first hit, because I think we were trying to see each other, you know, Trent, my son, Trent, you know, lives with his mom, right, for the most part. But uh, we were seeing each other, like, maybe every weekend, every other weekend, you know, there were some challenges about how often we were actually spending time. And then when that pandemic hit, those first three, four, five months, we didn't we didn't have any physical contact. How do you remember? Do you remember how we made it through? What were some of the things that we did to make it through while we tried to keep that contact going? I mean, we usually FaceTime every day, so we still talked. But like yeah. we just didn't see each other and in person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No doubt. That's a beautiful thing. So you all figure out a way to keep that relationship going. It was it was rough. It was rough at first because we were we were missing each other. Yeah. Both of us were, you know, just a little, you know, anxieties were high about just the pain. It was like, ah, don't touch nobody, don't go outside, don't, don't, don't breathe, you know. No doubt. And um, yeah, so we we started doing little workouts and you know Facetime and doing workouts together and as much as we could, and it still wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Little Eric, what does mm-hmm. a non-parent look like for you? Uh, I feel like somebody who walks out on their kids or doesn't take care of the responsibilities for their kids, like um, maybe uh, like they. When when the times come when the time comes to pay for school or something or pay for uh, um, school supplies and stuff and they have the money to pay for it and they don't I feel like that's a non-parent because it's like kind of you're keeping your mind for yourself and not supporting your kids or not help or not helping your your um, partner um, your female partner out with like the rent and stuff like that. Yeah. There's one more piece I wanna. I get a. I used to get a. I used to. One of the biggest complaints that I used to get from my son Trent was that I worked too much. So one, Trent, do you still feel like I work too much? I mean, you still work, but like when I come over, you don't work as much. So I was when you were coming over, I was still working, like yeah. on the computer working, bro. I'm working. How did that make you feel? And it, and was that being a bad parent in your truth? I mean, kind of, but I, I don't <laughs> it, kind I, of just, it kind of just felt that, like, your attention wasn't on me. It was, like, on the computer and stuff. But, like, I wasn't mad. But Yeah, like, now you was mad, bro. Okay. You were yeah. mad. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, little Eric, do you feel like dad works too much? Do you complain about him working too much? Uh, I feel like um, he works like hard, but not really too much. Like, cause I would go to school. He usually gets his work done before I'm done with school. So, so he, would, okay, All yeah, right. yeah. Especially during the summer, I would go to school and then come back, and he might do like he might work for an hour, 
And then that free don't even might watch a TV show or play Uno with the family. And dang, dang, dang. See, I see Trent. All right, all right, Trent. I got some. I got have some work to do. I had to because I would, I would, I'd be working. Trent, I'd be making a gotta work, man. You want you gotta work, gotta work. And you would, yeah. I was. See, Eric, that's what I'm talking about. That what was that? What's that? Uh, what's that style of parenting? That un. Oh, oh yeah, un, uninvolved. Uninvolved, man. <laughs> He's there. I'm there, and he. Feeling alone and and I'm saying I gotta work, but I'm trying to get better about it. As a matter of fact, last night somebody somebody took all three of my mobile devices and wouldn't allow me to get on anything because Trent and I was supposed to be hanging out. Okay. So I, I had no devices. No had devices. To sit there and hang out with Trent. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had, blast. we had a blast. Yeah. That can be difficult sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do remember that, and I don't know if Eric, if you remember this. I remember you and Asia kind of stepped to me sometime during COVID, and you were like, it seemed like I was always just working. Oh yeah. And then when I came back, I had an attitude or something yeah. like that. Oh. Yeah, because during COVID, it was because di- before COVID, it would be pretty simple. I'd go to a summer camp. He would already be done with his work, and I'd come back. But during COVID, since I was always at home. He would be gone for most of the day at the office or something, and then come back. It'd be pretty kind of mad, and I really didn't notice it until like the later parts of COVID. But it kind of mad, and then um, like spend like double the time, like maybe two hours in the room, and then we start going playing Uno and stuff like what that. What was going on, Big E? What was going on, Eric? Man, I was. It was just a lot of stress, you know. And that's what I tried to to relate to them. Like sometimes when you're a parent. You have these moments, just like when we're talking about uninvolved. And I'm learning this in this conversation. You might not be uninvolved generally, but you might be uninvolved for a quarter yeah. or a month or a week. So, you know, they stepped to me with it. I was a little irritated initially when they came to me with it. But I had to I had to respect that that was their perspective. And we worked it out, you know. But um, it definitely was something that had to be addressed, and I appreciate them for bringing it to my attention. Yeah, little Eric and uh, little Stu, you guys have a lot more in common than I than I realized because little Stu and I were just talking about that with me yesterday. Remember that? Remember that, Trent? Oh, we're talking yeah. about how I used to be grumpy. What What were you describing? Tell the people what we were talking about. I yeah, because like he like. I would say, like, when I came over during uh, COVID time, he would be, like, more grumpy. I don't know if it was because he was tired of working so much, yeah. but, like, his attitude sometimes changed. And I don't know why, but, like, he just got way more grumpy than usual. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't always smiling like this, was I? No. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. It was a stressful time for everybody. No, no question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, man. Now, I want to get into this. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and I see Big Stu has done some conversations about this in a variety of different places. I want to ask Little Stu and Little Eric, what are parents missing about how you all are being educated, especially during COVID? Now, I'll, I'll share this, and I don't think Eric will mind me sharing this, but Eric, he's in these classes on Zoom and all this stuff, or, you know, they got to use the iPad, and he's always complaining about the fact that they want him to show his face on the camera. 
And it, you know, we're going to talk about that, but I think it leads to a bigger question. It's like, I just want to know, like, what are we as parents not understanding about your experiences in school? Mm. (laughs) I think like for me, because we still have eight to three on Zoom. So like we have to stay there looking at the computer for five to seven hours. So like, I don't think that's what people understand. And then like, if you turn your camera off, like you could get in bad trouble. So you have to, you can't turn your camera off and you don't get any breaks. So like, that's why, like, I don't really like how they formatted online school. Really. I think they did like a terrible job on it. Okay. What did you want me to, what did you want me to do? And what have I done about it? Oh, I wanted him to email my principal to tell them to change the schedule. And then, like, he's going to have, like, a board meeting Monday, right? Tuesday. Tuesday. Finally got him to listen to me. Taking action. Okay. What about you? What what do we need to understand? That's the real dad for you. Man, I I like them them fights. I'll go to to battle for that. Now, I know little Eric has a lot to say about this, especially this camera situation. Let him know. Uh, I feel like keeping your camera on is it's not really um, the right way to go, to be honest, because you're on Zoom, just like you said, for five to seven hours. You, there's no breaks and you have to keep your camera on. But not only that, you're not in a school environment. You're at home. There's uh, my mom walking past me behind the camera, opening the fridge. There's TV going on in the background. And then um, usually um, I wake up and I have like hairs messed up, I guess, and then I have to go to Zoom and then show all that. Yeah. So as a follow-up to that comment, and thank you for sharing that, what are are my, maybe me and your mom missing the boat on? What are we not understanding about that for you, you think? Uh, I think uh, the only thing you guys aren't really understanding is that um, it's not, online school, it really isn't the same thing as real school where you can just show your face and all that. I feel like since it's online and there's all that stuff going on in the in home environment, I don't feel like it will be right to make us show our face. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm an advocate. I'm a, I'm a staunch advocate for that, man. I don't think you don't need your camera on. I definitely understand those nuances. And I've told Trent, uh, you know, I don't know if this is bad parenting or not, but I, I've told him, Every single time, like if you don't want your camera on, turn it off and have him call me. You know, um, he hasn't done it, of course, because he's he's not that kind of kid. But um, I've been making it clear that you know they've got to they've got to do something different. I've, I think I think I've been a major supporter of Trent and his mental health during these times like you know we want him to stay healthy so i've suggested stuff like and and that's not necessarily to wasn't necessarily uh received well by uh the co-parent but i've suggested mm-hmm. take the day off you'll be okay like one yeah. day is not going to hurt you and i i mean that's probably not what parenting parents should be telling but it's okay. And, 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 you know, Trent turned around his grades. He's got what five A's and one B this, this quarter, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm super excited about that. 
But uh, I'm I'm huge, huge supporter of, and this is where that what's it permissive comes in, Eric. The permissive style of parenting. Do what you need to do to feel good about yourself. Do what you need to do. Like there is no straight path to success in life. Now, little Eric, don't let me don't you know don't if if, if what I'm saying don't jail with your pops. <laughs> Listen to your pops, but. Uh, Big Stu over here saying some probably what most parents might consider some wild things. True <laughs> indeed. True indeed. I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider it wild, but I think it's interesting because we told Eric the exact opposite. Ah. So what'd you now, tell him? What'd you tell him? Now my son is like me in the sense that he got that Mac Lloyd in him. So he's going, he's taking a little time out here and there, right? You know With I mean? permission or without permission. Non-permission, taking a little time out. But we we told him the exact opposite, that you do need to cut your camera on because it was coming up so much that it was being, and I don't necessarily think this is right on the part of the teachers, but they're basically interpreting that as non-participation. So we can't have that. But I think in this conversation, I'm sort of learning to broaden my perspective about how Eric may be feeling hey, bro. in this situation. I mean, like Trent said, and they both, little Eric also emphasized, it's like, oh, I'm sitting in front of a computer for five, six, seven hours. That's a lot. Eric, you wouldn't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know where this conversation will end up a year from now, but listen. I tell my son all the time, take a break if you need one. Yeah. Bro, this is middle school. This is this is sixth grade. You do this once. You do adulting for the majority of your life. Like you'll be okay. Because my son is smart though, man. Mm-hmm. Like he okay. He's good. He can read. He can he can write. He can do math. I mean, if if you know, and he he's not he, he doesn't have behavior issues. He's articulate. He's a thinker. Bro, you're he's going to be fine in life. I'm not suggesting that he can drop out of school. I'm not suggesting that his grades can drop because none of that is going. We're not going for none of that. And but you could you 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 deserve a break. Like we Trent and I do this. I give him one. What do we call it, Trent? One day a year, you get a. He 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 can cut school if you call it whatever you. You get one day a year where we can do whatever you want. You pick when you want that day, but I'll give you one day a year we can go do. Whatever we can do in a day, because you got to do that. I think you got to do that sometimes. So, um, we got let's go to the comments a little bit here. We got Mike Tyler that says, uh, I guess he's talking about what makes for a bad parent or the opposite of a bad parent, someone who has to sacrifice only for the prosperity of themselves as opposed to someone else. That sounds like someone who is selfish. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Rosalind says. She's talking about school. She said, at school, you are not staring at the teacher the entire time. That's difficult. No one will stay or in one stay still or in one position. That's too much for that amount of time. Bravo, young men. Bravo, absolutely. Bravo. Betty says, that's a lot of time on Zoom. And or in Google Meets or Google Classroom or whatever LMS learning management software you're using. And it is, Betty. It is. Yes, it is. And I've grown in this conversation because when I think about it, 
I don't like being on Zoom. I hate Zoom. <laughs> but I'm asking my child to be on, you know, to, to hold it down for six hours straight. That's a lot. Yeah. I have a, I have a question for the boys. The boys. Do you ever think about what type of parent you will be? Or do you desire to be Trent? I see you you're pretty animate about this one. What you got? Great question. Uh I think like I'm gonna like have like ground rules for my kids, like and I'm not gonna just get them whatever they want. Like I'm just gonna tell them they have to work for it because like I don't want them to grow up and like be like the one the the one person who only wants materialistic stuff and not want to work for it and stuff. You sound like you speaking from some experience, brother. You didn't been through some stuff and seen some things, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you, you've witnessed children who have were spoiled as kids and grow up to be spoiled brats. You've witnessed that? Yeah. Intriguing. We won't get into those. Days. We won't get into that intriguing. <laughs> Being the youngest sometimes has its advantages. You've yes. seen a lot of things. As a little I, with my girls, I have two girls, Trent's older two sisters, and Trent and I have talked. I spoiled these girls rotten. My daughter Brooke, for her tenth birthday, we spent it in Vegas. Nice for her tenth birthday, bro. That's, she don't know nothing about Vegas. That's epic. <laughs> that's epic. Yes. For her eighth birthday, she got a stretch Cadillac Escalade, <clears throat> and went. Her and few of her girlfriends went to the American Girl store, took their dolls to the hospital, and had dinner mm. at eight years old. That is bad parenting. For the record, I didn't make it to Vegas. I was in my thirties. Come on, man! So what was I thinking? That's cool. Like, does she have that experience? I'm not going to comment on whether your sister was spoiled because I don't. I don't think that's a good uh, sort of conversation to have here. But yeah, I mean, we all. I think with parents, and I'm saying this to you all because you're, you know, you all are clearly. And I want to get your comment about what kind of parents you're going to be. But I'll just say this, like, especially as a man, you want to do you. We feel good about having the means to do something like that. We know that it might be a little much or someone may perceive it as that. But it makes us feel good because remember, I took you and your sister to Vegas uh, maybe two years ago, mm -hmm. two, three years ago. I felt so good doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just. One of the things that make me feel the most manly and the most successful is taking my children on vacation. Mm, that, yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate parenting thing to do, like to be able to take your kids on a memorable vacation and you actually have fun and you can relax. That is it for me. You know what I mean? So I, I respect the fact that you took your daughter. To Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember taking Trent. Um, when my dad was still alive, Trent and I alone, when he doesn't even remember, he was maybe one, maybe two. We flew to Vegas to see my dad, just he and I. And I, that was the one of the proudest moments of my life, taking my firstborn son on an airplane trip across the country. But little Eric, let's get to your what what do you ever think about what type of parent you'll be? 
Uh, honestly, no. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Uh, but I feel like if I was a parent, um, I'd be kind of in um, a, a permissive and authoritative parent. Like, kind of like, I won't really make a big deal about anything. But if my kids are end up do being like successful in their grades or um, starting a business or something, I will reward that. So I'm, that's a great that's a great answer for the two of you. And I know Trent has uh, Trent has some um, some plans for the day. and He's going to need to jump off shortly okay. uh, in a few minutes here. But I do have a um, question for you, Eric, and maybe little Stu, you can answer this question. Uh as you are approaching your teens, what type of relationship do you like from your father now? You, you've, you're not eight anymore. You're not six or 10. You're about to be 13. The both of you this year will be 13. What type of relationship would you like with your father's going with your father going forward? Well, Eric, I'm starting with you. Or, or, or whoever wants to go first. I'll go first, I guess. I'd probably say positive because I've seen like a lot of uh, I've seen like a lot of kids like when I reach teens, they end up having a negative relationship with their parents. But I'll try to have as um, positive as a relationship as I can. That's yeah. what's up. I think I would still like want to talk to you as much as I can because like what he said like I see like relationships when people get older they just go down so I just will try to like want to keep it up as much as possible and try to talk to you as much as I can yeah that's what's up well bro I'm I'm here for you I know uh Eric I hear a lot of parents that talk about you know don't try to be friends with your kids and I I get that I get that but you know I really want my son to feel like honestly that he can talk to me about anything same here I want him to feel that way same here. so i am trying to foster and i would need to hear from the crowd from the people online and need to hear from you i don't know if it's a good parenting or not but i'm trying to foster a relationship with my son that it's not authoritative it's not authoritarian. It's of respectful, just pure respect. And I think if we have a good respect for each other, the relationship should be should be phenomenal. Yeah, I like that sentiment. I, I also feel that just adding on, I don't see anything wrong with being friends with your children because it, it, it sounds like that's what you were describing. I mean, I understand why people say that, but I, I do feel like I have a friendship with my children. What type of friendship? Yeah, it's a child-father friendship. It's not the same friendship I would have with you, for example. Yeah. But I do think it's a friendship because I feel like with friends, it goes beyond my responsibilities and it gets into us being comfortable with other one another. And to your point, Big Spooks, too, being able to share openly, even if it's not something that's not so great. That's what you typically do with your friends. Yeah. I got one more question I want to ask you, little Stu, before you have to jump off. And, and little Eric, you can jump off as well. But 
I want to ask this one question that's been burning, and I guess this is Eric's burning question. Hey, I like I like Eric's burning question. I love Eric's burning question. So, so every every couple of episodes we do a burning question. It'll be something that I'm really thinking about, or something that's provocative, or just an interesting question. I want to know from you all, what is your understanding of how black fathers are portrayed in the mm. media? Mm. Um, like I see like a lot of people say that like black fathers aren't there for their kids and like like they were never there for them and like yeah, that's what I mainly see. Mm. Like, they just left their uh kids. And how do you feel, little Stu, when you see those comments? Uh, it makes me feel bad because, like, I know that's not true for a lot of people. But, like, since the media thinks that, they're just going to keep it going, I guess. Absolutely. Beautiful answer. What about you, little Eric? Uh, I feel like their representation is poor. I feel like they represent Black fathers as people who are never there and in prison and criminals, they never portray black fathers as good parents in the media. I see a lot of TV shows where black parents are criminals who shoot other people and stuff, but I've never, to this day, I've only seen one show. I feel like where it's a black parent who's actually represented in a positive way. And what show was that? Blackish. Black? Ah, one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Blackish. Okay. I bought, I bought a track track suit the other day with Kenya Barish in mind. Yeah, yeah. He liked those tracks. <laughs> oh, man. and Black AF. I guess. Black yeah. AF. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. I, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking. We're, we're big fans of Black AF. In yeah. Our well, some of us are. Yeah. Not is not feeling it, but we, both, we are, both of them are good shows for us. It, for me, it was the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show. Okay. And yeah. and and good times. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't forget that. No question. All right. Well, we know you got to go. You got things to do. Is there anything you want to tell the audience before you jump off? Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds you, just like you sound like your father. Very professional. That's what's up. Any closing thoughts, little Eric? Uh, I just thank you for having me on the show. And we talked about a lot of great topics. And yeah. Oh, and go watch my YouTube channel. Tell me YouTube channel again. That one puffy hair kid. That one. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get it. That one puffy haired. Haired? Oh, yeah. Haired kid. Like this? Uh, Yeah. I think there's a one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. O-N-E? Yeah. That one puffy haired kid. Mm-hmm. That's right. YouTube. Yep. And he had this video on it. I hope he puts back up. They got a lot of views. He was talking about his experiences with selling candy and using that experience to catapult him to the class president mm-hmm. at that time. So we need to get that back up. But we'll talk about that at another time. But thank you both gentlemen for joining today. We made history today because I don't think I've ever seen it. Now they're gonna be following our trail after this, E. You know that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to do your own show and make it happen. So I appreciate you. you, young guys. Keep doing your thing. Until next time for you two. Of course, Eric and I will will stay on. But thank you, thank you, Trent. Thank you, little Eric. I appreciate you guys. And maybe we'll get you back one one of these days. 
Over. All right. We'll talk to y'all soon. Nice. Talk to you soon. Wow, that was fun. Wow. We did that, man. Yeah, that was a nice conversation. Wow. Your kid is smart, man. Your kid is highly intelligent. He's very intellectual. Your son is absolutely the same. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's a it's a great representation of, and we can toot our own horn a little bit, I think. I mean, it's a, it's a great representation of what we've tried to bring to the table for our kids. Man, I wasn't expecting it because my son, you know, he's quiet. My son is, he's a bit of a recluse. Mm-hmm. Bit of, he's a bit of a recluse. He, like, he was really kind of nervous about getting on here today. Okay. Be cool. You got it. And he, he represented well. Had I not said that, I don't think anybody would have known that. Yeah. My son is like me. He's he's laid back, but he got the other side where he can, you know, perform or try to be animated at times. So it, it was cool. I didn't know if he wanted to do it, but it was it was a blessing that he came on. I'm, I'm really glad that that happened. All right, man. Let's get to the rest of this show. Let's push. So we got to end on time. We said we're going to end on time for every episode. So that was why are you a bad parent? If you're just tuning in, you missed a beautiful conversation. You can go back and watch the entire episode in the next couple of days on WW. Well, that's kind of old school to say that. MoneySexGenXPodcast.com. I'm showing my age. Back <laughs> in the day, we used to say www.moneysexgenxpodcast. We don't do that anymore. So I retract that. So MoneySex. GenXPodcast.com. We got the audio, the video, however you want to consume the content. And you also get the link to the merch that Stu was talking about. Let me just say this real quick about the merch. The merch is not about us trying to like force some products down your throat. It's we're trying to create a movement with this show. Yeah. The show, we're trying to make this more than just a podcast conversation. We're trying to create a platform. And you're all going to see that emerge over time. We want to bring on, continue to bring on other dope, fun, entertaining Gen Xers. We want to create an outlet in a lane and eventually get this thing, continue to get it deep. Because this is a great representation of black men too. Gen Xers are dope. We got a lot to offer, but we haven't been portrayed very well in the media. So we're trying to flip that in three the merch is just a representation of the, the the spirit or the soul of the show, the movement, the hoodie, the money, sex, Gen X hoodie, the money, sex, Gen X mug with the red piping, whatever it is, it's just part of the movement. So that's right. If you want to support the show, go do that. We would love you to do so. Appreciate that. All right. So now we get into our segment called Characters from Corporate. We do this pretty much every every episode. It's an opportunity for you to write in or email in. And let us know something you're going through in corporate, right? We all go through stuff. And we give our little, we give a little bit of feedback, a little bit of game. So this week's to characters from corporate is coming from uh it's written in like this. I am 32 years old. I'm a black woman from Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Orlando Orlando. I don't think we had Orlando before. Uh, she says, I work in retail at one of the larger retailers in Orlando. My issue in corporate is that my coworkers continue to talk crazy to me Mm. in every chance that they get. Now, let me explain what I mean by talking crazy. What I mean by that is they're talking to me like I'm a little kid 
they have attitudes when I ask questions and they seem very dismissive of me in general. Mm. I am getting tired of it. I feel like I present myself professionally. I'm one of the best salespeople in that store, bringing a ton of revenue. I feel like I deserve respect. Do you feel like it's time for me to go off on one of my coworkers and, and basically take a stand? Or am I tripping? And do you feel like I'm the character in this situation? I'm actually going to stick with the program. How did she say she was? 32 years old, 32-year-old black woman from Orlando, Florida. Sweetie, from Big Stew to you, it's time for you to grow up. I believe you're the character, sweetie. You got to wow. grow up. You got to grow up. It ain't them. They bringing it to you. Everybody bringing it to you. It's you, babe. It's you. It's you, babe. I, I, I've been there. I've been there. It's just, it's, you just got to grow up. You just got to mature. They wouldn't be coming at you sideways if they didn't have a reason to come at you sideways. Nice. Can you elaborate on that? I mean, you know, like at that age of 30, man, you're young, man. You think you got it all figured out. You think you know what it is. You Maybe you got a degree. Maybe you don't, but you got this job. You're the top salesperson and you, you're probably strutting around there like a, like a peacock. You know what I mean? And you ain't did nothing yet. I mean, yeah, you top salesperson, but I've been there. I've been 30 and the top salesperson in my in my office. I handled the entire East Coast and three provinces in Canada. And I'm telling you, I thought I was everything. And I was wet behind the ears. And it's, and it's hindsight is always 2020. But I think when you really get some experience. It, it'll show up in how you talk. It'll show up in what you contribute. It'll show up in not only in your work, but in your leadership uh, capacity. And, and people will approach you in a way that you know that you've earned. And you won't feel like you they talking to you like you're a kid. If you, you feel like they're talking to you like you're a kid, you probably, I mean, it's probably valid. Mm. Your feelings are valid. And that's what that's what I mean. Your feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. So what you believe and what you feel is your truth. And, and that's the type of truth that Trent says that I give it to her that hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Listen, and I'm not just giving it. I have to evaluate myself sometimes, too. The truth hurts me, too, sometimes. Right. But I believe you're the character, baby. You got to you get you got to get a little more experience under your belt. It's you. What do you say? Eve? Wow, million dollars worth of game from Big Stu. Please, please take heed to that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you know, we have to take responsibility for how we're presenting ourselves, how we're feeling. I, one of the biggest things that I learned, because I've always been a person that will strike immediately when spoken to in a certain way. And I don't mean always physically, but just strike back. Um you do have some ability to control how you feel about somebody talking to you a certain way. So I think sometimes we've been programmed to, to think that if somebody's doing, and I guess you haven't done this young lady from Orlando, because you're saying they're talking crazy to you, but it doesn't sound like you've struck back yet. But I'm really talking more about the emotional part of it. You can decide how you feel about that. Mm. 
You know, you don't have to go to a lane of you having to feel like you're upset. And so you have to think about how do I want to feel about this? And then you might ultimately decide, I want to feel upset. I'm going to step to them and rectify it. But just make sure, young lady, that you understand that you do have a choice. You do you have, have a choice. choice. That's a good, that, good point, man. Yeah, characters from corporate. Very poignant. Characters from corporate. Good stuff. Thank you for writing that story in. And I hope you use it to your advantage. Use the feedback to your advantage. No doubt. And you all out there, please keep writing in characters in corporate. I keep saying writing in, but, you know, send us an email. You can go on our website and actually leave a text message or some type of message to get to us. Uh, we want to hear them. There's really nothing off limits. Not going to mention your name. You're not going to mention your coworkers' names or anything like that. But these are some important lessons for us to talk to. I, I kind of view them big stool as case studies. Case studies. Remember case studies back in the school? Yeah. Business school. Some people went to business school or whatever. You know, they had case studies. I always learn a lot from those. That's how I view these. They're, they're sort of case studies about different people dealing with people in corporate. Yeah, man. So, yeah. All right. So we're coming up on time. So let's rock out. You got a pool artist for us this, this week? I do, man. I do. This is, I know we got a kids show. And I won't say it's really kitchen, but we had our kids on the show. So I got to find something that makes sense for, you know, they might tell their parents, they may, you know, their, their friends and and maybe want to have them tune in. So we're going to go to a group called Not Them. Not Them. I remember them. Yeah. 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 And uh, let's go before we, we have a, one more comment here from Betty. And this is, I guess, in response to the characters from corporate. You control how you feel. Yeah. Thank you for that, Betty. So the song that we're going to go to for our pool listen. Thank you for sharing that, Betty. Let me make sure. Let me get this set up properly here. The song that we're going to go to is from Not Them. It's called Family. Okay. Family. Family. Now, if everybody remembers, Not Them is the husband-wife duo, Chris and P. Marie. And the name of this song is Family. Family. All right. Before you jump in real quick, sir, I wanted to say next week is Are You Soft for Living in the Suburbs? Please tune in for that. All right. Are You Soft for Living in the Suburbs? Family. Not Them. I might not have had the ideal family life experience growing up, but I am thankful for the experience I did have because through the pain and loneliness, something good came out of it. Made me really cherish and appreciate life and appreciate family. Cherish my family, nourish my family, and value family. Because you know this world does a real good job at encouraging us to remain boys and girls forever. Always at play. But queens and kings, pick up your crowns and walk in your royalty. Because you know what they say. A man's true wealth lies within his family. So keep your families together and do right by them. Because family is our future. Family is what's real. Family is everything. Struggling, but I'll be out. 
focus between the lines, praying against committing crime. The devil plays the idle mind, so I stay busy and hard to find. Many blind and they lost their mind. Don't look back, keep ahead of time. Ain't no stores in my neighborhood, and kids grow up with no childhood. Bang poppin' stuck in the cage, pill poppin' stuck in the days. Teach the babies it's all a craze. Purple drink is a lemonade. They don't want us to hide kids, they just wanna see how I live. They don't want us to hide kids, they just wanna see how I live. Teach the babies, man. Teach the babies, teach the babies, man. That's not them. Uh, started off with family, and then we ended that with teach the babies by not. We would be remiss if we didn't tell the people where they can go to hear more tracks like that. Oh man, they can go to musicspool.com. Musicspool.com, as Eric would say, www. www.musicspool.com. <laughs> Go check that out. Musicspool.com. Dive in. Dive in. It's been a great show, man. Until next time, my brother. Until next time. Happy birthday, my brother. Tomorrow, we're going to have a lot of fun and represent 5 to the fullest. Got a lot of things in store. Thank you, man, and enjoy the rest of your This that raw, that dope, All that weight I lost, I gained it back through the social distancing. Got released, did another prison sentence. So many days that I spent repenting. Cause things not going the way I envisioned. I'm rapping like me from a different dimension. I only got love for particular bitches. You were struggling, vicious, wishing that you hit me. Now you call that other nigga your baby daddy. Wet works. My estimated net worth is enough to make your chest hurt. Knees buckle. You captivated. Back in our last.